Heavy rain in Gaza is adding to the anguish of families displaced by the Israel-Hamas war. Some families living in temporary camps are now dealing with flooded tents surrounded by a bog. The UN Children's Agency estimates one million children in the Palestinian territory have been displaced as a result of Israel's bombardment of the region in retaliation for the Hamas attacks and hostage takings in October. UNICEF says the humanitarian crisis is worsening as more people are being forced further south into overcrowded areas. Spokesperson Alexandra Murdoch joins us now from Amman. Hello, Alexandra. Thank you for your time. Can you talk Hello. to us about how the rain is complicating things in what are essentially camps for people who are displaced? Yeah, absolutely. The storms um, overnight and yesterday, as, as you will have seen, have really added another layer of complication. And we have been sounding the alarm on this for some time. Um, the situation is already beyond crisis point, with 85% of the population in Gaza displaced and a million of those being children. People are being forced further and further south into small, overcrowded spaces where there isn't enough shelter. Um, the, the safe area that the I say in inverted commas, safe areas are account for 30% of Gaza, and we have a, a population of uh, displaced 1.9 million. So people are not going to have enough room in a, such a small area to find appropriate shelter. So they are sleeping outside on, um, you know, on, on the concrete in areas of dust. I mean, I'm really, really, you know, honestly, it is, it is dire. And now we have the rains. There are no latrines. Um, there is really a lack of safe drinking water. So parents are having to make the choice to give their children dirty salinated water, which is going to lead to sickness. So it's, it's a really dire picture. What is winter like there in terms of temperature and conditions? Because you're talking about people, as you say, sleeping out rough or just under a bit of canvas in reality, aren't you? Yeah, essentially. And I mean, at the moment, it's it's getting colder. And uh, the main concern is is the rain. I mean, I'm in, in Amman at the moment, so I'm, I'm not too far away. The rain here yesterday was pounding down. Um, you know, it was it was flowing. There were rivers of rain flowing. So if, if you're coping with that in Gaza, on top of having nowhere, you're going to be soaked through. Um, and as I say, on top of the conditions being so difficult without sanitary, you know, sanitary facilities, no toilets um, and no safe water. It's, it's going to be so difficult for people and it's going to be really challenging to contain sickness and disease as well. Um, tell us about displaced people being squeezed into smaller and smaller spaces because they're, they keep being told to move south away from um, missile strikes and attacks, but there's only so far they can go, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, there is, just to be clear, there is nowhere safe in Gaza. Um, people, families have endured so much. Um, and as you know, many people were told originally to move south to Han Yunus. And now people are being asked to move further south. And areas are just so overcrowded. Um, people are basically being asked to move into tiny, overcrowded strips of land. And the main thing is, they're not safe because a safe space has to have the services and the essentials that you need to survive. So drinking, safe drinking water, food, um, toilets, shelter. And, and these areas do not have these services that people need to, to live. Alexandra, what, what injuries and illnesses are you seeing in children because they are particularly vulnerable? 
colleagues from from who are working in Gaza are describing meeting children with missing limbs, um, with third degree burns. They have met children who have been able unable to speak because of the terror that they've they've witnessed. It's it's beyond what any child should ever have to endure. And then those who are, well, returning to their family who may have had medical treatment. Are you telling me that they are living in these temporary camps with those injuries, recovering from burns and amputations and open wounds? There, well, there are some functioning um, hospitals and health facilities, but they're buckling under the pressure. I mean, the, the health system's on its knees. 80% of hospitals are no longer functioning, but those that are, are doing their best um, to treat to treat children and to treat others. But we're talking about a situation where health workers, doctors themselves are also living this, right? So they are working in a condition where they don't know if they're safe, where they don't know if their family is safe, where they're trying to ensure that people are cared for, but they don't have safe, clean water. So it's, 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 it's a really, really difficult situation. A number of states and aid agencies have been calling for a ceasefire for some time. So short of that, what more can be done to help? I mean, we will continue to sound the alarm. We've been sounding the alarm for weeks. Um, we Yesterday's vote was an indicator that the majority of nations around the world are calling for what UNICEF considers to be the most important thing, which is a ceasefire. So the first thing I would say is we still need a ceasefire because this is the only way we will stop more children from, from dying, more people from dying, and, and the only way that we can have safe and sustained access into Gaza. Um, the access we're getting isn't isn't enough. It's a, it's a fraction of what we need at the moment. But we are there on the ground, providing what we can: um, safe water, chlorine tablets to ensure that people can can have safe drinking water, blankets for children, high energy biscuits for um, for children, and also for pregnant women. Um, so we are there on the ground, and we would. You know, if people can donate so that when we're able to get even more aid in, we have enough supplies, um, we, would, we would encourage them to do so. Thank you so much for the update. That is Alexandra Murdoch from UNICEF joining us from Amman.